it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted, independent, American Standard Air dealer. Owner Chris Wedekin sells the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, which is a great option to heat and cool individual spaces while blending into the decor. If you want your poker room to be dressed up, you could take a vinyl wrap and put on these. If you like the more modern look, they have styles in black, silver, and pearl white that would be more aesthetically pleasing for your rooms. Find out more at absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted, independent, American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. Good morning. It is Tuesday, September 12th. It's five minutes after 11. What? You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. What? You always freak out that I'm not going to be here. Like, Where'd you go? It's none of your business where I go. I'm sitting here when the segment starts. Casey will always do this. And look, I realize that Casey is from the uh, strong, independent woman. I don't need no man club. I was an executive. But boy, it's like two seconds away from the segment starting, and she is sprinting out the door. Rob, where are you? You are so full of it. You were in a like. I was doing. I stood off to look open the door. You and you came running in here. Usain Bolt would have been like, "Lady, slow down." (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for joining us today on your show. I will. (laughs) It's the Kendall and Casey show. I will never, ever, ever miss a segment of this show, Casey. You don't have to worry about it. I have the timing down to a science. I I know the cues. I know how long it takes me to walk back here. You're a professional. You know what? One time when I was in South Bend, I was driving into work and I was supposed to do the news and the intro was playing and I knew I've got 20 seconds before that intro's over. Yeah. And I was able to pull in, park, get my headphones and get on the air in time. That's pretty amazing. So I know what you're doing. It is a... I trust you. Oh, you you have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want any part of what I'm doing, lady. (laughs) I trust you. I I know you're going to be here for us Uh, because we have to talk about Kevin McCarthy. This uh, just came out this morning. He's uh, going to, what, suggest the impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. He says that's the logical next step so for he's investigators. Not, he's, not going to ex- he's not going to promote the impeachment. He's going to promote the impeachment inquiry. <laughs> right. So it's basically like, yeah, you know, we really should kind of like formally look into that. Mm-hmm. Let's let's put our best men on it. It'll be fine. Okay, so he's looking for bank records and other documents from the president and Hunter Biden. How, how, how much crap do you need on this guy? Like, I, I would love to just hook Kevin McCarthy up to some sort of truth serum and go, when is it enough? Like, what have you not seen at this point? You've had the IRS people testify. You've had the former business partner testify. You have documentation which supports what they were saying. You have Bob Alinsky years ago before that. What are you going to see now that you're going to go, okay, that's it. That's that's what we were looking for. That's, that's what we need. That's it. Well, I guess that he's saying that they haven't uh, uncovered enough connections between the president and Hunter Biden's foreign business deal. I, I asked this question the other day and I'll ask it again. Other than some random confused likely accidental acts at a local at a state level on social issues, what possible reason could there be to vote for the Republican Party? Like what uh, nationally, statewide, mm-hmm. locally, like what and this is the question I asked Micah in the uh, nine, 9 o'clock hour about that Hamilton County fall dinner. Mm-hmm. Do the people there genuinely think that the Republicans are doing a good job, like that our state in this case or the Republicans in the House are, are running efficient, effective, accountable, inexpensive government, 
Or is it just people who are there for a social club, and then when they go home, they go, yeah, these guys are full of it. This sucks. I mean, I, 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 I see, again, other than, like, the Republicans did a pretty good job on the abortion bill last year. But by and large, in terms of overall governance, I get this all the time. You'd rather have a Democrat in there? What the hell's the difference? What is the actual difference? Social issues. The, 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 and that's it? Yep. That, that is, that's, that is that's it. That's my answer for you right now. That's it. And because the, they're both spending the same, right? Sure. So what's the difference then? But, but at a national level, the Republicans there aren't serious about protecting life or defending life or anything like that. So, I mean, there's no difference. I mean, look, they are, they are taking as much time as they possibly can on this because Kevin McCarthy doesn't want any part of actually impeaching Joe Biden. The only thing he's trying to do is save his speakership. And so he's trying to slow walk this thing for as long as possible to be able to use it as a carrot because he wants to be able to use it as a carrot because they're getting ready to make an irresponsible spending deal coming up very soon as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you mentioned... He needs to pull off a really good balancing act right now because he's got Matt Gates gunning for him. It, think about everything that Kevin McCarthy said he was going to do when he became Speaker of the House. He said he would expel Adam Schiff. He would impeach Joe Biden. Uh-huh. He wasn't going to increase the deficit. Mm-hmm. He was going to release all of the January 6th footage yeah. and that he would remove Swalwell from committee. Yeah, none of those things of... Did Swalwell get actually removed? Has that happened yet? I don't know. Maybe he got one of them. Maybe it was or it was a shift. One of them got removed. Maybe they both got removed. I don't even. It doesn't. It doesn't, that doesn't even matter in terms of the direction of the country. The big ones are the spending and the growth of government, which remains completely out of control. And the Republicans are unserious people. They're unserious about controlling spending or or making the government more accountable or anything. Like there's just no. There's no reason to vote for these people. This is why I leave the majority of my ballot blank every single year, because there are very few people who actually go out and earn my vote. I'm wondering if Kevin McCarthy is coming out saying that he's ready to sponsor the impeachment inquiry because he's getting heat from his party. Yeah, and it is so easy to do what you say. And this is what I think is so frustrating and why so many people have tapped out on being involved in civics or politics or government. Because there is no there is no accountability, there is no sense of needing to follow through on what you say, and it doesn't matter what these people say when they get elected, they just do the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. They, they, they just do the exact opposite, and it is just a, an incredibly depressing world to live in, uh, and... By and large, the public is just so apathetic and checked out that we just keep getting the same people. Matt Gates is saying that he's never seen a colleague make more empty threats than what McCarthy has done as speaker. And he's also tossing around the idea of teaming up with Eric Swalwell to get rid of McCarthy. Well, you say that, but I mean... he Is that just more talk? Well, okay, so here's what happened. So, uh, Swalwell, you may remember him. He was the one who was allegedly banging the Chinese spy and then allegedly also farted on cable television. <laughs> I mean, and it was a big one, right? I mean, it was... <laughs> if that wasn't a Swalwell fart, I don't know what it was. But, um, so, 
Swalwell and Gates are obviously totally opposite sides of the spectrum, and mm-hmm. Swalwell was flapping his gums about Gates, and he said something to the effect of, uh, I've never seen a colleague make more empty threats day in and day out than this guy. Gates folded like a cheap table to make McCarthy speaker and will never, I repeat, never make a motion to remove McCarthy. I do not work with serious people. The guy who allegedly banged the Chinese spy and farted on television is, <laughs> is claiming he doesn't work with serious people. Mm-hmm. So Gates fired back at him. And look, everybody who was here in January can say, did, what did Rob Kendall say? Don't vote for Kevin McCarthy. Don't don't make concessions with him. Yep. Don't strike deals with him. Don't Those people who are holding out, well, they got apparently a lot of stuff. Has it changed anything? No. So I said, you can't cut deals with anybody anymore. There is no, if I ever, 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 if I were hit by a bus and suffered a head injury that caused me some sort of amnesia to not remember previous things I've said, and I woke up one day and said, I'm going to run for public office again, Casey. Uh, Pardon the phrase that I'm about to steal here from old What's-Her-Face, the promiscuous singer, but I'm coming in like a wrecking ball. Mm. Like, no deal. What's her name? Miley Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. Uh, No deals. No go-alongs to get-alongs. No compromise. Because you know what happens in the compromise? The bad guys always get what they want, and you get... Buckus. You get nothing. And this is what happened here with Matt Gates. is these guys, hey, we're going to put all these checks and balances on McCarthy, and we're going to put these abilities to recall him, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. What's it changed? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Did you see that there was an insurrection that took place in Kevin McCarthy's office? Well, real, real quick, before I get to that, I do want to just end our story here with, so what Gates wrote back to Swalwell was he said, if I make a motion to remove Kevin, how many Democrats' votes can I count on? And I thought it was a good play, because yeah. the reality is the Democrats kind of like McCarthy. Because he's he sides with them. He's reliable on on yes. the core stuff, which is spending the money and growing the government. Sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to end that, and now we go on because nothing will change there. Well, there was demonstrators in his office, and clearly those people are all going to be arrested now, right? <laughs> yeah. So the, these people stormed into. Now they were upset about what? There's some AIDS, HIV, yeah, there's drug. A, yep. There's a. They want Congress to reauthorize an emergency plan for this AIDS relief. It's y- called PEPFAR. Yeah, and so the uh, Republicans aren't necessarily totally down with that. There's a variety of reasons. And I think we actually have some audio here. These people stormed into Kevin McCarthy's office Mm -hmm. and then started chanting loudly. Here's a little bit of their uh, insurrection. If you, if you want to, and, and I don't pretend to like know for sure, but if you uh, live a terrible life and arrive at the gates of hell, that's probably what's there greeting you when you get there. Uh, that, that noise right there. So there were seven people, uh, four men and three women. They were arrested for unlawful entry. Oh. And uh, this was after they refused to stop doing what they were doing. So my question to you, Casey, is yeah. the guy who went into Pelosi's office mm-hmm. got four and a half years in prison. Mm-hmm. So will these people be getting four and a half years in prison? They face a penalty of up to six months. Oh, up to. Well, I'm mm-hmm. sure they're just going to, those uh, very uh, fair uh, district attorneys here in Washington, D.C. are just going to just throw the books. At, I mean, what a joke. Yeah, you don't make the rules, though. It is 15 after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And before we get to break, here's a little comment for you. Sunny Hostin from The View has completely lost it. She says that Biden is fit and Kamala is ready to lead. I just, you know what what kind of is still strange to me? Why is Kamala so dangerous? Right? That's Why do you think she's so dangerous? That's kind of offensive to me. And the other thing is she's unprepared. 
Kamala Harris, uh, by the way, was the first woman elected DA of San Francisco, the first woman to be Attorney General of California. She's the first female vice president. She's been on the job doing a damn good job. And I am so tired of people questioning her qualifications. The woman is ready to lead if she, need, if she needs to lead. But I don't think Joe Biden's going anywhere because I see him on his bike in Delaware. I can't bike that much. And I mean, he's, he's, he's fit. And let's compare the Republican candidate who eats cheeseburgers and throws spaghetti at the wall. I mean, is, is he prepared? And has indicted four jurisdictions, people. Yeah. It's saying Joe Biden is fit because he falls off a bike? I think when you arrive at the gates of hell after you're greeted by those protesters. <laughs> the yeah, and then uh, screaming about PEPFAR. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the next thing you're forced to do is be in a long-term relationship with Sonny Hostin. <laughs> I think that's the first two things they force you to do. So if you people, you people need to find the Lord and quicker. That's probably what's waiting for you down below. Okay, but here's the thing. She said the VP is ready to lead. Kamala is ready to lead. As vice president, shouldn't she already be leading? Well, and it's like- On lo- some level. I love the fact that because she's been a, an effective career politician, and by effective, I mean she keeps getting elected. Right. They say, well, that automatically makes you qualified. Yeah. Lane Kiffin sucks as a coach. He keeps getting hired places. <laughs> Sometimes they just hire the next available guy. And in the case of Kamala Harris, she slept her way into prosperity, and she used that like nobody's business. I don't think that makes you qualified to be president of the United States, Casey. 18 after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Kanye West, his shoes, not worth as much as they used to be. (laughs) We'll tell you more about it coming up from 93 WIBC. 23 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And it appears that California voters oppose the idea of the state offering reparations to African-Americans. This was voted on by a, a two-to-one margin. Well, this is according to a new poll. The uh, UC Berkeley Institute did this poll along with the Times, and they found out that nearly 60% of voters, they don't want to do cash payments. Yeah, again, it's UC Berkeley, so you can't say, well, this was Breitbart or mm-hmm. Fox News or Newsmax or some right-leaning institution. Anything with the name UC Berkeley in front of it is about as far left uh, as you can as you can possibly get um look this is i mean in a, we've had abdul on to talk about this before and i think abdul has pretty eloquently um walked us through this what a stupid idea this is and of course as everyone knows abdul is black so you can't like call him a racist or something and, and i think the crux of abdul's argument is how do you decide who gets it right like i mean if you spent your life in a in a non slave state like we're talking about california here there was not correct me if i'm wrong there was not slavery in california i mean unless there's something i'm missing here so if you lived in are from the state of california well what you know what what are we even doing here you know was it uh, you know how do you decide who is uh, you know eligible for it or you know what it's just it you know what about like is Obama eligible for it? I mean, his dad was black and not from this country, and his mom was white. I mean, mm-hmm. is he? El- it's just ridiculous. The whole thing. And Abdul has been far more eloquent 
about it than, than I was right there. But it's just, just stupid. It is divisive and it is stupid. So Gavin Newsom created a uh, reparations task force back in 2020. <laughs> he wasted government time uh-huh. and money. On a task force, sure. Took him two years of deliberations. And I think it's really interesting when the pollsters asked people why they didn't want to do the reparations, why they opposed it. The number one answer was, it's unfair to ask today's taxpayers to pay for wrongdoings committed in the past. But as you mentioned, there weren't wrongdoings in California. And then the second most picked answer was, it's not fair to single out one group for reparations when other racial and religious groups have been wronged in the past. It is just, I mean, it's unbelievably divisive, and it is done by a group of people who do not want this country to move forward. It is done by a group of people who need perpetual victimhood from a portion of the populace to keep them voting a certain way. And if you relinquish the victimhood, then you relinquish the need for government to be the arbiter of your the way you feel that you are wronged. And this is just incredibly mean and divisive, and it is it is an insult to the people like me whose family members fought for the freedom of all people. Now, thankfully, I didn't have any relatives that died in the Civil War, but I had a relative, relatives who fought in the Civil War. And it is just, I mean, it's it just makes us, it just, so there are some people who are just wholly invested in keeping us as divided as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. And it's wholly expensive as well. 1126, and let's talk about these shoes from Kanye West. (laughs) Uh, Big loss in the sneaker flipping industry. So apparently there were a pair of shoes that were worn by Ye at the Grammys. They sold in 2021 for nearly $2 million. Yes. Okay, they've recently resurfaced at auction, and the highest bid is only $65,000. Yeah, no, as of the, uh, by the way, this comes from the guy that I follow on Twitter. I think he's super interesting. I think your man follows him, too. He's called the Collectibles Guru, mm-hmm. and he posts all sorts of, you can find him uh, at Eric Whiteback on Twitter. Um, and he's super, super interesting guy. He posts all sorts of stuff about various collectibles across the spectrum, whether mm-hmm. it's Hollywood memorabilia or, you know, sports stuff or whatever. And he said that there is, it may be over by, eh, no, I don't think it's over yet. I think it ends tomorrow. These were, uh, these, he wore these, what do they call them? Yeez or Yeezys or Yeezy prototypes Prototypes, or what these are called. And for simply wearing them at the Grammys, they Mm -hmm. went for $1.8 million. And now the the current high bid as of yesterday was $65,000. Well, that's a a really bad investment. And talk about a fall from grace for Kanye. Now, I just want you to remember this, Miss Casey, because when you get angry about your man buying those Sports Illustrated, Uh remember, whatever the loss might be, it's not (laughs) $1.2 million. It's not. Well, there's another auction, though, that I wanted to bring to your attention, and this one is the opposite end of that spectrum. So this is another one-of-a-kind item, and it was Freddie Mercury's bracelet. Freddie Mercury from Queen. He had a bracelet. It went on the auction block at Sotheby's, and the starting bid was about $10,000. This was, he wore this in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Yes. And they thought, maybe this bracelet will fetch $20,000. The closing bid ended up being $550,000. 
So can you can you imagine having that sort of money to spend on a bracelet? Well, that's what I think of all the time. Who would spend half a million dollars on a bracelet worn by Freddie Mercury? Yeah, one it's, time. It's pretty wild because I've got all sorts of things at my house that I've worn that I'm willing to sell to people <laughs> for the highest bidder. Yeah, and the average Hoosier right now has a credit card debt of seven thousand dollars, but there's somebody out there who can blow half a million dollars on a bracelet. Yeah, it's uh. It's unbelievable. It's not us, is it? I just, I wish if I'd have just been famous. Mm-hmm. Keep wishing. Okay, is your car spying on you? Possibly. That's coming up from 93 WIBC. Is your car spying on you? Possibly. Probably. Especially depending on the year and the make. It is 1133 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the Mozilla Foundation, you remember them. Mozilla, they did the... Mozilla Firefox? Yeah, from the Firefox browser. Boy, that's a blast from the past. Right. Well, they're a company now and they work primarily doing online privacy and internet safety stuff. And they have come out and they say cars are the worst product they have ever reviewed for privacy concerns. And they said that vehicles are privacy nightmares. Okay. So this is why, and I've been very clear on this. My car has no power locks, Mm -hmm. no power windows. Mm -hmm. It does have a CD player and a radio. And that's about it. So you're not doing the Apple Play or the <laughs> Apple CarPlay, or you're not plugging in your phone to some Bluetooth uh, outlet. Casey, your... you're so funny. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not doing that. Although I assume my phone is listening to me the whole time I'm in there. Yeah. So what difference does it really make? So they're saying that American cars now have unmatched power to watch, listen, and collect information about what you do, where you go. They say 84% of 25 car brands studied have the power to share and sell your personal data. Oh, yeah. And the gist is they can collect super informa- super um, intimate information about you, like your medical information. What? Your genetic information, Ooh. your sex life, uh-huh. how fast you drive, oh, yeah. where you drive, what songs you listen to in your car, all of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, you just got to assume you're in sort of like a nanny state at this point where, I mean, you're being watched and everything that you do. I mean, like, let's face it, if you've got security cameras in your house, somebody mm-hmm. is watching you. Can tap into if, it. If You know, if you've got cameras outside, people are watching what's going on out there. If you've got the doorbell cam, people are doing that. It's part of the thing we accept, to, I guess, to secure our home. It's part of the thing I've accepted, you know, that that information you know is somewhere you hope it's secure but i mean you know in the modern world where it's like you know if you're gonna have a security system for your house you're gonna have cameras on your house that's kind of the world that we just live in and you know i mean unless you're running drugs or you know uh you know have a have a people buried in your basement then i mean whatever but it sucks i mean they it's just the tesla nissan hyundai cadillac and gmc were the top five worst companies when it came to driver privacy and that 92 percent of the cars which they call data gobbling machines uh will share your information with the government upon an informal request and that reminds me of that liberty yeah the liberty safe, safe people yeah yeah they handed over the code right to the guy's safe right but like if that guy wanted his code because he forgot it he's gonna have to go through all sorts of steps yeah. and emails just to get his own code uh-huh 
But then when the government requested it, boom, it's right there. Uh, you got mail. I did. Actually, it was addressed to me, and it just said, like, Casey rocks, but I gave it to you because I don't open the mail, and I kind of knew from the handwriting who it was. <laughs> Our Is James, is that his name? Yeah. Our old amigo, James, who was in the, the Plainfield Correctional Facility, wrote, wrote he really wrote you. He likes you. He just tolerates me. Yeah. But, uh, he, of course, for those of you who are new to the program, we have a, a big fan of the show. James is his name. He is... Um, uh, incarcerated in the Plainfield Correctional Facility, and he listens to us every single day. And we will, uh, he will write us usually about once a month, and it's mostly directed at Casey. I'm just kind of here. Actually, you know what? You've got a two page letter. Oh, how exciting! All actually three pages that is all for you directed at me, directed at you. Now, you know the rule. Dear- Rube Kendall. Rube. Well, I've been called worse, so that's fine. Uh, <laughs> yep. Trust me. Uh, for those of you who don't know, if you're going to try to send me something, I never open the mail. Uh, Casey opens the mail. <laughs> and so if you think you're going to get me through the U.S. mail, well, you're, you, you might get Casey or Kev, but yeah. you're not going to get me. So you're going to need to think that through better. Mm-hmm. And so I saw this and I put it on your, your desk because it was addressed to to me, but I knew from the handwriting who it was, and so I, I gave it to you. Yeah, it looks like he was actually writing you, but I was an afterthought, and that's fine. Which is weird because previously you have been the focus of his I'm gonna attention. read. I'm going to read the letter that he wrote to me because yours is three pages, and that's far too Do long. Do we know what it's about? Yours? Yeah. No, I didn't read yours. Oh. I'm going to leave it for you. Uh, he did include the disciplinary code for incarcerated adults, which is nice. Wait, he did what? He included the disciplinary code, and it's it's pretty big. There's a lot of pages here. There's a lot of rules they have to like follow. The, like the, oh, for in the, if you are in the correctional facility, mm-hmm. these are the rules you must abide by as a guest. There. Yeah, as a guest. Yeah. yeah, this is it. But he says uh, in his letter to me, uh, he would like to nominate me, Casey Daniels to campaign and run for governor. I like that. Of Indiana. Perfect. Dispatch her directly to the state house mansion. Great. Furthermore, Mr. Rob Kendall for Indianapolis city mayor. Oh, how exciting. I believe Casey and Rob could perform and excel above average at these jobs yep. and still do their radio yeah, show. Perfect. Uh, he would like to add that I have a voice of an angel and I'm the coolest person in the tri-state area. I am the female Fonz. I like it. Now, the only issue, I don't mean to pick apart this proposal, Mm -hmm. the only issue is I do not live in the city of Indianapolis. And thus, you can't run for mayor. I have not. I am not Diego Morales. I have not figured out how to vote in a county different from where I take my homestead uh, tax credit. So mm-hmm. I, I do need to probably call Diego and figure out how you, you do that, because not only did he do that, he is now in charge of elections in the state of Indiana. So mm-hmm. I really need to call Diego and figure out how you vote in a county different from where you take your homestead credit. We could credit. flip it. I could run for mayor and you could run for governor. Now, that is conceivable. Mm-hmm. However, as you know, Casey, the only problem with all of this is uh, I am very retired and have uh, uh, for the first time in my life, found professional happiness. Mm-hmm. I love it how he wants us to continue to do the radio show. Yes. So go ahead and be governor of Indiana, Perfect. Rob. You know, but as long as you broadcast at the same time. Let's, let's play this out for a second, Casey. <laughs> that's that's actually not all that bad of an idea. You can do you, have like a fireside chat every day. Let's just say, like, let, okay, let's just play this out and let's do this how I used to do playing baseball in my backyard when I was a small kid. I think I've told you I created actual teams that I was on and teams I would play against. And, and they were make believe they were actual world. and they were actual people and I would mm-hmm. play the games out realistically. Like I wouldn't win the game a hundred to zero. <laughs> I would win the game like nine to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, 
okay, in a realistic world, let's say, unfortunately, and this would be the worst thing for the state of Indiana, Brad Chambers wins the governor's race, okay? Mm-hmm. And let's say in four years, I've had it, as Popeye would say, I've stands till I can't stands no more, and I run for governor as a libertarian and beat that dude into dust, okay. and I become the libertarian governor of the state of Indiana. Wouldn't that be, do you think WIBC would hire me to have a daily radio show as the governor, because wouldn't that be pretty well listened to and wildly popular? I mean, we're chuckling about it. Right. Well, you'd have to take a little time out during the campaign. Yeah, no, no. But I'm saying, let's say I win Mm -hmm. and then I'm the governor. Mm -hmm. I can think of no more better platform to push ideas and public policy. Like, you know, governors, governors go all across the state like I'm going to Burgersville to talk about my plan for tax reform. Why wouldn't I just do it here? Mm -hmm. Then I wouldn't have to go anywhere. I could just come here and everybody would hear it either on the Internet or on these radio airwaves. And I clearly have the experience of a successful radio background. Why wouldn't WIBC want me to have a radio show? Who is that booger eater from Gary who was uh, running for Senate against Todd Young? Oh, yeah. He had a a, a podcast, right? He's a mayor. He was a mayor. What was his name? Yeah, the lunatic guy. Uh shoot can't remember his name out of sight out of mind badly right but he had a podcast yeah so it could be like that yeah right but i would do it every day it wouldn't be like a weekly podcast like now i'm speaking with so-and-so sure i would come in here every day and talk about the things i want to accomplish i would talk about how the indiana general assembly is working against you because they don't want you to have your money back (laughs) or they don't want the government limited think about all the mileage and the money i would save the state of indiana by not having to go on these trips to various places to promote my agenda i could just promote it right here i think it would be a conflict of interest if you took money so you'd have to do it free Oh, yeah, totally. I'd fine. Yeah. I do it for sport. Okay. Yeah. We problem solved. I think you should totally do it. What are we talking about when we come back? This is your turn. Credit card debt. Oh, great. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. And, you know, we've been told that credit card debt for Americans has topped $1 trillion. And, Rob, they have uh, released some data from the Federal Reserve. And second quarter of this year, not looking good. It shows that many people, consumers, accumulated nearly $43 billion in additional credit card debt just for the second quarter of this year. Now, this is uh, like when we talk about credit card debt, we're talking about, hey, it's due at the end of the month and you don't pay it at the, at the end of the month. We're right. not talking about, I mean, there's a lot of people like me. I put almost everything on a credit card because I know at the end of the month, hey, I'm paying that bad Right, but you're paying it off. Boom, yeah. I, I just, you know, it's, it's and I pay it off it's basically as soon as I get the bill, right? I walk... I'm so old school, Casey. I like to walk into the bank and make people see my face. No, this is for people who rack up debt on the credit card, but they're not paying yeah. it off. I it, mean, and look, if you have fiscal discipline like someone like me does, and by the way, consult your uh, financial slash uh, tax advisor on all financial issues. But for me, 
Why not get the points? It's free money if you're dedicated <laughs> to pay the thing off at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people aren't really dedicated to pay the thing off at the end well, of the month. They may be dedicated to it, but they just can't. They're getting by by putting everything on the credit card. And in Indiana, the state saw an increase of $743 million of How much? credit. $743 million. Wow. Yeah. And that means that the average Hoosier's debt on their credit card right now, $6,779. So if you have less than $7,000 of debt on your credit card when that bill comes, you are above average right now. You know, it's really interesting that we had this topic because when I first met my wife, she was still in college. Mm -hmm. And... You know, very early on, obviously, uh, dating me is just a great dream that I wish Clearly. more people could have just experienced because, well, look at what I've done for humanity. There's still time. But uh, one of the things <laughs> that we started having conversations about, for, no, there's not time, Casey. There is no more time. Okay. Uh, this is the last marriage for me. Um, but, you know, one of the things we started having a conversation about very early on, it was, you know, finances and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked at how little... The public education system, either through, you know, the K through 12 or then she attended, you know, a public university in college, teaches young people about finances and the dangers of getting trapped into credit card debt or the dangers of spending more than you bring in. We don't teach hardly any of this to, to, to young people. And you don't know what you don't know. And by the time you're in the, you know, the trap of, of what is you know credit card debt, mm-hmm. you are... You're in big trouble. Yeah. Indiana right now is ranked 19th in the country for credit card debt. And uh, it's a 16% increase across the country for second quarter. Now, this is only second quarter we're talking about. And they say that all indications show that it's just going to keep getting worse. We're just going to keep piling debt upon debt upon debt. And uh, it hints at the continuation of this. Some people should should simply not have a credit card. And this is where, you know. Well, a lot of people shouldn't right now with a 22% interest rate. Well, that's what I'm saying. And if you didn't have a credit card, you talk about, well, they can't. People could. Most people can make it work if they have to. They don't have to make it work. And when you, like I had a really good friend who years ago got in serious credit card debt and, um, he, to his credit, he has pulled himself out and he is a totally different person and he learned his lesson and he paid all his bills off and he's paid his debt to society. Not, I don't mean debt society like he was arrested, <laughs> but I mean, you know, and he's, he has, he just taught himself. He's like, I can't have this credit card. Like I just, I am not disciplined enough to, to have this credit card and not abuse it. So here we go. Snip, snip out of here. Yeah. And there are and this is where the public education system has failed society because people need to, to need to know the dangers they need to understand the importance of fiscal discipline but we have we as a nation have failed look at our country is 32 trillion dollars plus in debt Casey. yeah i was going to say when you look at the federal government and they're racking up their own debt it's not really a good uh they're not leading right they're no. not leading by example no of course not and you look at even like in indiana the pension debts and everything else i mean it's just it's all all these governments i mean Look at the local governments. Look at the the school corporations. There are hundreds of millions. Your local school corporation is probably, if you are in any sort of central Indiana school district, they are probably hundreds and hundreds of millions, if not now billions of dollars in debt. Your local governments are the same way. And so people look at that and go, well, they do it. Why can't I? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Another big story I wanted to touch on was that J.M. Smucker has agreed to buy Hostess brands for five 
$5.6 billion, and that does include Hostess's debt in the deal. So maybe that's one way to get rid of your debt. Have somebody else pay for it. <laughs> well, okay, so if you uh, if you look at this deal, and obviously it is two of the most famous I don't know how to describe this. Snack manufacturers mm-hmm. would that be the? Is, is a Twinkie considered a snack? Yeah, prepackaged food. So what? So my question to you, Casey, would be: Now, obviously, they go from being two of the most famous snack manufacturers in the world to one mega snack manufacturer. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite unhealthy thing to eat, Casey Daniels? Are, are we talking about? Strictly Hostess brands because well, if it's just Hostess, I'm going to go with the Twinkie. It, yeah, no, anything. Just what is because I I see you in the office munching on various things mm-hmm. and uh, just random chocolate. Yeah, is whatever chocolate. So if I were to like put a M and M's peanut, if, if I were to put yeah. a chocolate in front of you, you would you would have to eat it. You I would have resist. to yeah. absolutely. I would have to. Uh, I'm really digging the Entenmann's donuts right now, which I've expressed multiple times. And I found out if you put them in the refrigerator and get them a little cool, they crack when oh, you yeah. snap them in half. What about you? What's uh, your junk food? Oh, I am I have zero self-control, which is why, again, it's just like the credit card thing with me, but mine is sweets. Like, if it's in the house, I'll eat it, so I just can't have it. If it's in the house, I'm mm-hmm. going to eat it, and so, unfortunately, it's in the house way too often. And then my wife will do the thing where I'm going to the store, what do you want? And then I'll say nothing, and then she will press me. Mm-hmm. And it's really her fault, because if she would just accept the I want nothing, then I would have nothing, mm-hmm. and I would not. And you'd be okay with that. I would that. be fine, but then she presses me, and she goes, you must need some. And then it's like a Jack <laughs> Bauer episode of 24, where I'm hooked up to some sort of electronic thing, and yeah. there's you know various things being injected into me until I say that I want this flavor of ice cream. And then I, of course, then have to eat it, and I eat it in like three sittings because I have no self-control. I often have to have something salty, and if that's the case, you know I'm a big fan of the artificial cheese flavoring. So Cheetos go a long way. Hey, we got to go. All right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.